0: the le- for viewer listeners whatever um we, we the just yeah you know, the the our audience of about 10 people last to checked um so yeah we just spent the last like 20 minutes trying to figure out how to start this thing because i all you know i used up so many topics last week that granted i wouldn't have really been able to use this week anyway because i've forgotten a lot of it um And the bit I was going to start with was that there's a magic secret layer that's coming out that said it was going to arrive today, but now says it's going to arrive tomorrow, which is this fun charity thing where they got kids to do crayon drawings of um, a few cards, and then they got professional artists to interpret those crayon drawings into professional art, so there's, like, one that, I already built the deck, I just, you know, I'm going to stick it straight in as my commander it's Lathless, the dragon queen and the kid drew this like derpy eyed version with a big snoot and then the artist (laughs) made it into an actual card and so that one that was going straight in that deck um but every one of these things they include a bonus card and last year's had mark rosewater the uh you know fully grown adult doing a terrible crayon drawing of um questing Feldegriff. So, I wanted to record my reaction to whatever, you know, the bonus card is for this year, but it's not here, so we can't do that. So, um, should we talk about Bofa? What's Bofa? Bofa, these nuts! <laughs> <laughs> you, you know, sometimes, uh... You just gotta lean into it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah so,
1: sometimes you just have to, you know, put your tongue out there and, you know... Let things fall where they may.
0: Yeah, just just yes and the bit. Yeah. Um. <laughs> we
1: for and for for listeners, we uh, we almost were gonna talk about Dick Butkus.
0: Mm. Yeah, Wait, the football is, hero.
1: Yeah, who who for those of you who don't know, um, that's not leading into a D's nuts joke. No, nope, um, it's just a guy just, who decided yeah. to
0: play football under his God-given name of Dick Butkus. <laughs> I assume it wasn't a stage name that he gave himself. No, his name was actually like Richard mm. William Butkus or whatever. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he, he chose to call himself Dick. He had many yeah. options. He could have been Rick Butkus or Richard Butkus or... No, no, he had to be Dick. Rick, Ricky Butkus. Yeah. I guess he could have been Dickie Buttkiss. I guess, I guess uh, Dickie is when he was a kid. He was he was Dickie yeah. Buttkiss, and he grew into Dick Buttkiss. He was a little Dick Buttkiss.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: and for, for those of you who can't tell, uh, my voice still has not fully recovered from being sick. Uh, mm. So if if you hear like a really wheezy laugh, um, that's me almost dying every time. Mm. It's fine.
0: Yeah. No, I'm generally recovered. I mean, still kind of gunky and pulled a muscle in my back at one point, and that's mostly better, but not quite. But whatever. It's fine, I only have yeah. to lift, you know, heavy frozen turkeys because it's, uh, that time of year. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I, w- I, wasn't, I wasn't very sneezy, so... I didn't, um... I didn't hurt all my muscles like I, I do usually when I'm very sneezy.
0: Mm. No, I hurt my muscles coughing.
1: Because I was just coughing oh, in the oh. wrong position. Oh, no. but. <laughs> Because, like, I, like when I, when I get sick, I'm usually sneezy. So, like, you know, those sneezes where, where like, it hurts after. Mm. <laughs> yeah, that, yeah, that happens a lot. Or, like, you, you need a nap after a sneeze. Mm. <laughs> and you're like, how, how has humanity progressed this far? Mm. Like, how have we not just all died suddenly?
0: Uh, medicine and modern science. Yeah. Yep. It's uh, made it so we can live longer than we're supposed to. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It's it's made it so all our terrible genetics uh, are able to get passed down. Yep. Like, damn it, eugenics! Why didn't you win? <laughs> That's mm. a
0: terrible joke. Um. Mm. <laughs> uh, <laughs> So yeah, so since last episode, I don't really have a lot of new topics because all the shows I was watching have ended except for Andor, which is a good show, but it's not really the kind of show that, you know, really creates a lot of stuff to talk about. It's just the kind of thing you watch and you're like, yeah, that was good. And then that's it. Um, It also sounds like a,
1: like comparison or like an addition. Mm. like do you want waffles and or pancakes
0: i i saw a joke about you know so i was reading an interview about the latest episode um and then at the end of it the interviewer asked so is there going to be a character named butt yet to go with andor (laughs) and uh yeah the director said he'll you know try to fit that in at some point Uh,
1: that's a that's a joke made just for me
2: mm-hmm
0: yeah i mean yeah so like you know if like it's a good show and if you're the type of person who really really liked um rogue one because it's a more serious grounded kind of star wars like this is that on steroids it's you know um like it it's very much focused on like the human part of star wars there's no mention of the force or jedi or any kind of mysticism it's um you know i guess okay so it we're 10 episodes into uh the 12 episode season so far full spoilers as always um they were originally planning for 5 seasons i think they cut that down to 2 even though it still feels like, you know, with, with the pace things are happening in the show, like, it could go on for five seasons. Um, the show does have a problem of... It feels... Like it, it's 12 episodes, but it kind of feels like it should have been four movies, I guess. Hmm. Because, like, the, the first two episodes just kind of end... And then when you get to the end of episode 3, it feels like that arc of the story was completed. Same for the second three episodes, and then the next four episodes. It's like 1, 2, and 3 are an arc, 4, 5, and 6 are an arc, um, Seven, eight, nine, and 10 are an arc, and that one just concluded, and now there's two episodes left, so we'll, you know, see. Hopefully they tie up some of the loose ends that they set up in this season ahead of you know, the the things they're building toward for next season. Um, yeah, I mean, that,
1: that's that been the problem with, like, 80%, 80% of the Disney Plus shows they've made, right? Is that they they could have all been movies.
0: Mm. <laughs> and
1: yeah. And they probably would have been better off as movies.
0: Yeah, and, like, this one, mm. even more than a lot of... The, you know, like, the entire time you're watching it, it feels like, okay, yeah, this is, you know, well-made... Well shot, well acted, well paced, except for where the episodes end, because they just kind of end. And that's kind of unsatisfying. Um, but, you know, like, oh, it, it, it would be nice if either they released it in like bigger batches of episodes. You know, like they put out the first three in the, you know, the first when it first came out. And that was a smart choice, because you have to get to the end of Episode 3 before you feel like anything is really reached the kind of, like, minor conclusion that you expect at the end of a single episode, usually. Um, it's like each episode is a block of a larger story, but with this one, it's more like each chunk of the season is an arc of the season. Um but okay so i guess broad summary so far uh first 3 episodes there's a lot of flashbacks to um Cassian Andor's past where he like him and a bunch of other kids i guess we're just, i don't know it hasn't been explained why it was just like all kids living in the woods on some planet and they you know have these like you know, like, little rituals and culture things they've built up, and they go to investigate a crashed ship, and, uh, I think, I I think that, I don't know if it was, like, Republic or Separatist symbols on it, it was, you know, I guess Clone Wars era, um, that this ship crashed, but, um, it had, I don't know, some kind of toxic something, It, it, it hasn't really been explained, like, all those flashback scenes they're not even speaking a language that is you know a, any real earth language as far as i know and there's no subtitles to say what they're saying you just have to interpret from what they're doing uh for what what's happening um but the, the main point of the flashbacks aside from the stuff they haven't really flushed out uh is that Cassian had a sister who he's now lost track of cuz where the season picks up in the present um he's looking for his sister on this like uh, kind of minor industrial world it's under imperial control but there's not a strong imperial presence there it's more like local authorities and he while looking for information about his sister runs afoul of a couple like corrupt cops and ends up killing them um I think the first one was like accidental, and then the second one was intentional because he knew the guy was going to turn him in if he let him go. Um, hmm. But also, they were both terrible, so whatever. Uh, you don't feel bad for them dying, but at the same time, he killed a couple local cops, and he's on the run. And there's this uh, like deputy inspector guy who's uh, tasked with... Well, the, the guy's told... You know, this is more trouble than it's worth. Just sweep it under the rug and forget about it. But he is so dedicated to his job as an inspector and to, you know, righting wrongs and catching criminals that he won't let it go, and he is trying to track down Andor and get, um, you know, like this whole squad of police involved. And it concludes the end of this three episode arc with like you know a big shootout is there uh they track him down to the planet he was on um where he has this this woman who like adopted him as a child and we see in the flashbacks it was like during the ship crash thing she ends up finding him and adopting him or something i don't remember it's it's been a couple months since i saw those episodes but yeah um but yeah, he you know ends up having to uh, leave with um, this guy. Uh, what's his name? I think his name's Lucian. He he's a rebel. Um, you know, you, you kind of quickly find out. Like at first, it appears like he's just this mysterious buyer who wants to buy the imperial equipment that um, Andor has you know, stashed away as a way to make some quick money. And, you know, it becomes clear he's actually a rebel, and he is interested not really in the equipment so much as in Cassian as another potential rebel operative that he can, you know, put on missions. Um, So the two of them escape, and he um, offers a fairly hefty sum if Andor will help with um, a mission that he's involved with there's like a rebel cell on this planet Aldani who are planning to break into the Imperial base and heist like a train car full of like all the payroll for the sector. Um, so he, he's involved in this heist. So there's like a three episode heist arc. Um, the, the, Team he's put with they don't really trust him because he just showed up out of nowhere and was just dropped on them. but they like learn to trust him and he's you know slowly he's, he's a very kind of cagey guy, but he's like opening up slowly um, to you know working with other people. Um, and meanwhile, since that whole attempted bust went bad, the you know deputy inspector guy is out of a job. Um, the whole sector's being, like, you know, cracked down on by Imperial Authority because they, they see, like, oh, the crime's running rampant and the lo- local authorities can't deal with it, so we need to step in and take charge now. Um, so there's, you know, stormtrooper pro- storm patrols going around and everything's getting worse. Um, and so the, the heist, you know, big... You've seen heist movies. You know how this goes. They they get the thing, but no, some people. I haven't. Yeah. Well, they they get the money, but some people die along the way, and some things don't quite go according to plan. Um, but they get away. Um, one of the people who survived attempts to talk Cassian into, you know, saying like, "Hey, let's just take the money and split it between the two of us." And so Cassian shoots that guy and then tells the other remaining uh person who lived through the heist and, yeah he tried to stab us in the back so i shot him and she's not sure whether to believe him or not but it you know the guy's dead and cassian's taking his cut and leaving <laughs> um so he takes his cut and leaves but you know lucien's just happy that the heist went off because it's you know sending a message to the empire that you know the rebellion is uh you know here i guess um And so, like, there's a lot of cutting back and forth between, like, the Rebel stuff and the Imperial Security Bureau. Um, there's, like, the—since the—the deputy inspector guy is—he's, like, a minor antagonist in the series, or the season. And he's come back a little bit—I don't know where they're going with him as a character. Because the main antagonist of the season seems to be, um— one of the imperial security people, this you know woman, uh, Dedra Miro, who is also you know a imperial authority, who like, she's putting the pieces together and seeing there's you know, th- these attacks on imperial things are more coordinated than if they were just random crimes, and so she can see that there's like an alliance coming together um, out of all this and just trying to trying to find Andor, trying to find out, like, who was behind Aldani, how is this connected to the, you know, the, the shit that went down on Ferex with the crime bust gone wrong. Um, so, yeah, and, like, the deputy inspector just, like, he, he lost his job because he botched the, the capture thing. He ends up getting, like, a crappy desk job, but he's... He gets brought in for questioning with the ISB, and he's seems like he's trying to get a job with the ISB, but at the same time, they just keep telling him to fuck off because they they don't need his help. Um, so I yeah, I don't know how that's gonna go. Um, so yeah, so then the the arc that just wrapped up the the third arc, episodes seven through ten, is. Um, so cassian you know he took his cut and he's trying to lay low he ends up uh getting arrested for being just a bystander to a different crime that he had no involvement in um but because you know it's they got him for tax evasion i it was just like he he was walking down the beach and there were some guys running from the stormtroopers and he was just there and one of them looked at him and thought he was uh involved and he's like no i'm not and he's like well i'm taking you in anyway and then they say oh he was like resisting arrest or interfering in a investigation or whatever they make up some stupid charge and now he's under arrest and um because of some vague thing that you kind of find out more about later the, the empire is basically just making up excuses to round up prison labor um you know, whatever stupid charge they stuck him with was used to be a six-month sentence, now it's like a three-year sentence, um, or whatever it was, I don't know. He he gets arrested and sent off to a prison, which is this, like, kind of, you know, big, just mechanical factory place on an island, not even on an island, it's just out in the ocean, um, and the gimmick with this prison is that all the prisoners have to go barefoot because the floors can be electrified at any time, and that's how they keep the prisoners under control. Um, and so he's put uh, under... The, the, so in this like prison factory, they're just building some kind of imperial something or other. Maybe we'll find out what the parts were for, maybe we won't, it doesn't really matter. Um, but, uh, Andy Circus is actually a surprising, you know, character. Uh, he, he, he's playing the kind of warden. It's, he's like, he is also a prisoner, but he's put in charge of his fellow prisoners and has to keep them in line. And he's the kind of guy who thinks that like, if I can just keep my head down and keep everyone working efficiently, then I'm going to get out of here after, you know, serve my three years and, um, I'll be free. Because that's what they've all been told, is that, you know, when when your sentence is out, then you're free to go. Um, but then word gets out that somebody who had been released was then just put right back into the prison on a different level. Um, and so, the, in, like the Empire, you know, they killed that entire floor of people because word was getting out that nobody's getting out of here. But the word still got out, so... That was, like, the tipping point where Cassian was able to convince Kino, um, Andy Serkis' character, that, like, we need to break out of here now because they're not gonna let us go. So there's a big prison break, and it's it's pretty awesome. Um, Meanwhile, the ISB is continuing to investigate, like, what happened to Andor, where is he? Because they don't know that they have him under arrest. He's been going under different names, so you know, they're still, they're investigating, they're, like, torturing some of his friends on Ferex to try to get information, um, so, yeah, so it's, it's, like, it's a more serious, um, Star Wars kind of story that, you know, no mysticism, very political, um, focused on, like, the, um, you know, like, the, the Empire as a fascist entity, And the forming of, you know, like people rebelling against it for their various personal reasons that will eventually come together. Uh, Also, there's a subplot throughout the whole season uh, that I, you know, just remembered. Like, Mon Mothma. uh, We get to see her as a senator trying to, like, navigate the politics of the Senate and, like, keeping the Emperor's power in check even as everyone is just ignoring everything she's saying um and the senate is dissolving you know it doesn't fully dissolve until a new hope but is like an offhand line from tarkin in a new hope that yeah the emperor got rid of the senate and we local governors are in charge now but you know we see mon mothma dealing with a failing senate and meanwhile she's also communicating with Luthen and trying to um you know, get, like, finances and funding for the rebellion, even as she's, like, not quite prepared for the amount of violence that's involved in actually making a rebellion work, um, so, yeah, I don't know, it, it's a good show, but there's just, uh, not a whole lot to say about it. it's not the kind of thing, like, like the mandalorian where they'll do some like something exciting and fun that everyone wants to talk about it's it's just more like a star wars show that makes you think about life and how terrible everything is and and whatnot (laughs) i i don't need that i live (laughs) yeah yeah, I mean, I'd say if you have any interest in it, probably wait another two weeks for the whole season to be out, and then start watching it. It's like it's it's got good characters and some good action, good storytelling and stuff, but it's yeah, that not as fun and that, campy as some other Star Wars things. That that reminds
1: me. Um... Disney Plus reminded me to cancel Disney Plus because they, they sent me an email saying that their prices were increasing. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I, I forgot to cancel my subscription the last time I watched something. Mm. So, yeah, that was nice of them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'll probably watch it, uh, I don't know, at the start of next year when, uh, you know, I'm not trying to do 10 things at once.
0: Yeah. Also, I talked about it last week, but if you're interested in more Clone Wars content, they put out a Tales of the Jedi show that is just, like, six episodes, three of them focused on Ahsoka, and three of them focused on Dooku, and they're set either before or during Clone Wars. Uh, Most of them, like, Hmm. the whole Dooku arc is, like, him before seeing his, you know, descent from... Jedi Master to um, Sith Apprentice. And those episodes are pretty good. The Ahsoka... Two of the three Ahsoka episodes are good. Episode one is the worst. Um, It's the baby Ahsoka episode. uh, Where we see (laughs) Ahsoka as a baby and her birth is heralded with almost a religious amount of hype as everyone is excited for the birth of of this new child ahsoka um oh boy she's the chosen one yeah she's gonna bring balance to the force yeah no everyone in your village is so so excited to see the birth of this new child who then her mom takes her out on a hunting trip because it's important that she sees what death looks like as the mom as her mother shoots uh the bambi's mom deer and uh lets ahsoka see the dead body and then a tiger shows up and grabs ahsoka and runs (laughs) off and everyone in the village is like oh no we have to go find the baby but we can't find this tiger it's gonna kill her but it didn't because her giant baby eyes and her latent force potential brought the tiger to um you know like the the tiger's about to eat her and then it stops and i guess it's because of her force powers and then so then she just rides the tiger back into the village where everyone's worried and that's when they realize she's a jedi it's so fucking stupid fuck you
1: ray you could charm a snake who cares baby ahsoka charmed a fucking tiger yeah
0: (laughs) now it's the dumbest most self-indulgent shit um but the rest of the episodes were good like the Duke. I, I like, I
1: like dumb, self indulgent shit. Yeah. But I also like making fun of Star Wars. So.
0: Yeah, I mean, like it, and it, it still is, you know, like Clone Wars and all the cartoons. Really have. It's like they they want to do like important stories that have like meaning, like broader meaning beyond just the characters. But they're so blunt about the way they have characters go about it. Uh, and, yeah. and that's a thing that happens in this, too. There's, like, you know... Um, like, the first Dooku episode is him... Um, he, he and Apprentice Qui-Gon, who doesn't have a beard yet, because he's young Qui-Gon... Um, they are sent to go he's, deal he's with... Qui-Golf. They're sent to go deal with... Um, A senator's son has been kidnapped by some people, uh, who are living in, like, a shack on some backwater world or something, um, but they get there and they find out that these people are living in a crummy shack on a backwater world because the, the senator is the guy in charge of their system and they are all destitute because he's a rich shithead who doesn't care about his own people, um, and so they kidnapped his son to get his attention, and so Dooku, you know, then kind of turns on the senator, but the senator's like, no, we, you know, me and my guards, we're just gonna shoot them all, uh, and rescue my son, and so Dooku, you know, starts, like, force choking the, the, the senator guy, you know, go, goes dark, you know, a bit after, you know, some people get gunned down, uh, and... But then Qui-Gon, you know, goes in and uh, tells, he, he sets the son free and says, go save your dad from my master, because otherwise he's going to kill him. Um, and yeah, he, he goes, and he, he manages to talk Dooku down from killing the senator guy, but I don't know. Like, I, I like the episode, but it's just something about the kind of just blunt way Clone Wars goes about um you know trying to do like character things i don't know It, it it's hard yeah. to explain I, I i know what you mean mm-hmm. um it's like emotional it, like moral depth but for children so we need to explain exactly what's going on in fairly simple terms right um yeah, but I, yeah that that's everything that's been going on in the world of star wars Mandalorian Season 3 doesn't come out till uh, February, I think.
1: Yeah, I think Mandalorian Season 1 was the last Star Wars thing. I was like, whoa, this is really good. Mm. Um, and the rest of it has just kind of been eh, or Rise of Skywalker.
0: Mm. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. I think even Mandalorian, Mandalorian Season 2 had not as tight of a story and more character cameo things but it's still yeah. better than book of boba fett or obi-wan or um yeah like even even obi-wan like had
1: really good moments mm. but also it wasted ha- like half its time yeah running around so
0: yeah i mean like if if we're going to put them all in a a list of best to worst of the the live-action Disney Plus shows. I guess it'd be Mandalorian Season 1, Mandalorian Season 2, Obi-Wan, and then Book of Boba Fett. And I'm not sure where to place Andor, because it is, you know, Andor Prob. I mean, I think I'd still put Andor under Mandalorian Season 1. I think you know, like, Mando Season 1 has also, you know, good characters and writing and emotional depth um it's like andor has a lot of really good writing and characters and acting and stuff but also the pacing isn't great and there's you know you, you watch it and there's not really much to talk about after so it it doesn't it's it's lacking something but i'm not sure what yeah. exactly
1: magic space powers mm.
0: yeah well yeah and like it, it's you know i guess a product of it trying to be a more serious star wars for a more serious audience that it doesn't have the kind of like fun and weird and quirky things that make star wars interesting Mm -hmm. there aren't even like fun alien designs there's one fun droid for a couple episodes but
1: it doesn't have the lucas effect of like like yeah i made this about you know colonialism and fascism and stuff but also there's a funny robot for kids. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah, there the, there's a funny robot in a couple episodes but it, it it's just a background thing. Um and yeah there's there's been like no funny aliens or or robots really. It's just kind yeah, of a, I, a decent sci-fi show.
1: The the tone of Star Wars is something that like like george lucas isn't perfect and i'll I'll point out like all his dumb shit every day but Mm. um like he hit a certain weird tone that i I think works more often than it doesn't Mm. like even even in the prequels it's like yeah this feels like star wars it's dumb star wars but it feels like star wars Mm. um and I don't know, like nothing really hits the same tone, like like man Mandalorian like just completely goes for a different more serious tone, but he, like even that like it'll it'll take like three minutes out of its runtime to you know just stay on two stormtroopers shooting the shit
2: mm. yeah I don't
1: know it's 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 weird.
0: Yeah, I mean, yeah, like because Star Wars, like, the George Lucas Star Wars is, you know, based on Flash Gordon-style adventure serial, um, things, so it's got those kind of broad characters, and, um, you know, just, like, big, weird, quirky things going on that are part of, like, an action heroic plot, um, which i mean like the prequels you know kind of leaned a bit more into the politics than uh, the originals did and i mean that that's yeah. part where it lost some people but it it still did have a lot of those you know the broader and uh more adventurous you know moments and things going on um mandalorian isn't really an adventure so much as it's you know, like a Western kind of yeah. thing, and it 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 hits like
1: the the Western tone pretty well. Because, like, I mean, like you go you go and look at the the, the Man with No Name trilogy, like uh, you know, Fistful of Dollars, uh, mm. Good the Bad and the Ugly, um, and like he's just a guy that wanders into a town and starts shit, yeah, <laughs> like. Like it, it's like is is there a point to it? Yes, yeah, sometimes, but like it, it's it's kind of just things happening. Yeah, um,
0: which works where it is, you know, an episodic TV show because yeah. you know you need those kind of smaller stakes, mo- like moments and situations. Like we're gonna go into a place and there's a conflict. And then there's a resolution to the conflict, and then we move on to the next place. And by the end of it, we'll reach hopefully something that uh, feels conclusive and feels like it's built on the things that have happened before it. But but it's still you know got to be episodic and you know, fairly small in scope.
1: Yeah, like that. That's where like that's the huge divide between Mandalorian season one and two. Mm. That in in the first one, like yeah, he's got a goal. He wants to get the baby to the place. Yeah. Um. But like they they just kind of run into a bunch of characters along the way, and and that's like they just they just go for those types of stories. Whereas season two is trying to make more out of it than it should mm. for for the the type of story that it is.
0: Yeah, I mean, season two is, he's trying to get the baby to a person. He doesn't know what person yet. But yeah, there is, the whole Mandalore subplot of it is trying to go for something bigger. But also, if you're not as heavily invested into Star Wars, I don't know how well that plays. You know, the whole politics of Mandalore leadership and the Darksaber.
1: Yeah, it kind of gets into the Marvel effect where it's like, oh, you didn't see all of season five of mm. Clone Wars, um, yeah, or you. seasons
0: three and four <laughs> of Rebels and <coughs> Sabine and yeah. retaking Mandalore.
1: Yeah, uh, and um, uh, who, who's the who's the main guy for um, Clone
0: Wars? Whose name I forget. Uh, from the Mandalore stuff
1: not from clone wars
0: anakin oh no i oh, the, the, the creator, creator. Um, uh, dave filoni yeah
1: yeah yeah like i i have seen people like not not really talk shit on on him mm. but just like criticize like uh like criticize his stories it's <laughs> like like, hey, look at this cool thing, and now,
0: hey, look, Ahsoka's here, too. <laughs> yeah, he, he uh, is very attached to his own characters. So, I mean, like, Ahsoka getting a baby Jesus birth in the Tales of the Jedi feels like it's probably a felony thing, you know, because he cares so much about this character he created. Um And in that sense, it's kind of impressive that they just have Boba apparently kill Cad Bane in Book of Boba Fett, because... Bringing Cad Bane back feels like a felony thing. Like, hey, remember this guy who I made? Isn't he so cool? <laughs> but then, yeah, Boba just gets to kill him in a gunfight, which was kind of nice because I remember when Clone Wars was coming out, it felt like, like Cad Bane was being thrown at the audience like, no, Boba's lame. Boba's just a shitty little kid. This is, this is the guy you should like. This is our, you know, this is yeah. your new Boba Fett. You should like him. Um, and he was, yeah, like, I, I like Cad Bane well enough, but he, you know, I don't know, I grew up on Boba Fett, so it, it just felt like, like, this is your new dad, you should like your new dad. <laughs> he's, he's Boba Fett, but he talks.
1: Mm. <laughs> and then people got Boba Fett talking and they didn't like it. Yeah.
0: Yeah, and and book of Boba Fett didn't really do great for Boba Fett, but... Whatever. At this point, we've got Din Jaren to be the Boba Fett that we wanted, like you know, the the cool, quiet guy. Um.
1: Yeah, and he has a green son. Mm.
2: Yeah.
1: Um, when he dies of old age, how, like how old will um, Will Grogu
0: be? Uh, Well, let's see. So Grogu was 50 as of season 1 and Din looks like he's in his 30s probably? Yeah. So, I mean, if he doesn't die young because he's a mercenary bounty hunter, and that seems pretty likely, um, if he manages to make it to old age, if we say he gets into his 80s, that would be another 50 years, so I guess Grogu would be 100. How old is that in Yoda years? Um, Well, Yoda was I don't know, 7 or 8 100 years old, I think. It was less oh, than so a 1,000 like, years old.
1: It would be like at least a teenager then. Mm.
0: So yeah, I, yeah I, Grogu I will probably be able to talk before Din Djarin dies. <laughs> <laughs> his, his first words will be at his funeral. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <Dad>. <laughs> oh that's sad that's sad actually mm, oh. actually that reminds me in the Tales of the Jedi episodes um, Yaddle the, the female Yoda from episode one um, appears in one of the episodes and gets to talk she's voiced by Bryce Dallas Howard and she speaks huh. in normal grammar so <laughs> apparently so Yoda's just a fucking weirdo yeah, Yoda's just being a dick <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah I mean I mean like Yoda's um, first appearance is him just being like a weird old guy Yeah, well so, yeah I mean,
0: he's, he's trying to convince Luke and R2 that he's well I guess R2 knows who he is but we don't know that yet but trying to convince Luke that he's just some weird frog man who lives in a swamp and not yeah. actually a legendary Jedi.
1: Right. <laughs> okay. This is a deep fucking cut, mm. but I remember um like a like some kind of like toy ad from the late nineties, early two thousands. Okay. Where like it it, it would have been episode one or episode two, probably like one of the toy tie-ins. Yeah. Where like kids are arguing about Star Wars characters. <laughs> And one of them was like, oh, look at my cool Yoda. And like one of the other kids was like, he's two foot nothing and lives on a swamp.
0: <laughs> I mean, I know there was an ad campaign for episode two where they were showing off the big action scene of Yoda flipping around with a lightsaber. And the, the, um, the quote that goes with that is like, who the man? Yoda man. No. I don't remember actually seeing the ads, but I I've, I've heard people talking about them and I believe that was the thing for episode that, two. That, that reminds me of the, the Spider Man two game where like random pedestrians will
1: just yell things at Spidey. And one of the mm. things they yell is, Spidey, you to man and <laughs> depending on whether they're they're male or female, um mm. Spider either go, No you to man or he'll go like <laughs> Uh you do woman?
0: No, you're breathtaking. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so Spider-Man was actually Keanu Reeves. Who the fuck is Peter Parker? Um well nobody knows who Peter Parker is because he yeah. wiped his identity from the entire world. What if Spider-Man was actually Keanu Reeves? <sighs> that would be awesome. Yeah. Mm. It, uh
1: what how did we get here? I just went on some well, weird tangents. Well, I mean,
0: <laughs> and that could spin into two tangents, because on the one hand, we just got another pretty cool trailer for John Wick Chapter 4. Oh, yeah. And on the other hand, there's news It's not officially confirmed that Tom Holland may have finally signed a contract for another three Spider-Man movies. Eh. <laughs> Which, okay, are you, you going to fix the ending to No Way Home? You know, like, at least let his friends know who he is again so he can, you know, have supporting characters who aren't just... I, I guess they could just do new supporting characters, but that just makes it feel shitty. It's like, oh, he just abandoned his friends because he felt bad that they were in danger so much, even though they told him it was fine and they wanted to. Um, Are they going to bring in Gwen Stacy again for the third <laughs> time?
1: Yeah. <laughs> kill her again. <laughs> yeah. Well, they,
0: they only killed well, I her... I guess they while. didn't kill her the, the first time they threw her off a building, but didn't kill her. Yeah.
1: Um, but she did kiss Spider-Man. So mm. she kisses Spider-Man in two of the three ones. So if Tom Holland doesn't get to kiss a Gwen Stacy, then, you know, he, is he even Spider-Man at that point?
0: Well, maybe they could bring her in, but then... Have her become Spider Gwen, or uh, she's already Spider Gwen and she's coming from the Spider Verse?
1: Yeah, I, I'm already tired of the multiverse, and they haven't even gotten to the uh, multiversal Avengers movies yet.
0: Hmm. Yeah, we've also got Spider Verse Two coming out. Yeah, which at least is from the creators of Spider Verse One. So, I, I that bodes well. I, I feel
1: like it's gonna be really good but not as good as the original <laughs> which
0: yeah I mean which probably. is
1: about the best you can hope for right like oh it it's not even better than the best comic book movie ever
0: <laughs> yeah but it does feature the spot as the main villain so the spot finally getting his time on the big screen I'd like the the seven up mascot uh, the, the guy in the I, white ones. Okay. <laughs> I just need to make sure that you remember your classic <laughs> 90s animated Spider-Man villain, The Spot. The guy yeah. in the white onesie covered in black spots. The, the guy and he who, can make portals and yeah. punch himself in the face. Yeah, the g- Or punch Spider-Man in the face or whatever.
1: The guy who just rips, like, extra-dimensional extra portals off his weird suit and then throws them and then
0: yep. he because science yeah some science happened to him and now he can bend all of space
1: does he die in some horrible way in the in the um, animated series because i, I feel like that I, happens a lot i think so a
0: lot. yeah i think i think he like ended up uh, uh, creating like an unstable wormhole thing and had to throw himself inside of it to shut it down so it wouldn't kill everyone else or something like that
1: yeah I that that's what I
0: remember something like that because like I, I know yeah, I think he got stuck in one of his wormhole things forever like his power got like supercharged or something and then it became unstable yeah
1: because like I the, the weird thing is like I know they had the green goblin thing. Where he gets sucked into a portal and never comes back, but kind of... Yeah, I think, kinda. I think that
0: was the same technology that made the spot. Then he also, the goblin got a hold of it and yeah made a portal, and him and Mary Jane got sucked into it, but then a Mary Jane came out, but that one was actually a clone. That was the Hydro Man Mary Jane. <laughs> yeah.
1: I forgot they did clones. Oh, yeah, the finale was... Well, it was kind of clones. It had a Ben Riley, but it was it yeah, was like
0: well, yeah. It was the Secret Wars origins. Yeah, yeah. They they did Secret Wars, except it was like different versions of Spider-Man and also Storm and the Lizard for some reason. I think like they wanted it to be Hulk, but they couldn't do Hulk, so they made the Lizard one of yeah the, the good guy team, and the main villain was Spider Carnage, which is a universe where. Spider-Man bonded with Carnage and he was trying to get to a Oh no! know they stopped him by bringing an Uncle Ben from yeah. another universe to talk him down. Yeah, cuz it was it was like or we talk him into killing himself or something. <laughs> Jesus. Got <laughs> to imagine like, like Uncle Ben coming in like
1: Peter, you've got the great power part down. But not the responsibility.
0: Yeah, you gotta so. take responsibility for this. And yeah, Peter's like, <laughs> he you're right. A gun. I'm gonna kill myself.
2: <laughs> he had <up>
1: a
0: gun. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he had a gun with one bullet. <laughs> yeah, it's a bullet that can somehow kill symbiotes. So this will take care of your carnage yeah. problem. Uh, but no, it's a it flaming was, bullet.
1: It was. They actually had. It was like a an Iron Man, um, Spider Man, and the the Doc Ock Spider Man and yeah like a spider-man yeah, metal suit one with four yeah, arms was,
0: yeah there was one of them who had just started going through his transformation into a spider yeah and ends up becoming a spider part way through yeah and, and ben riley mm. um yeah and it then it was all like something out of a bad comic book plot yeah and then he meets stanley <laughs> yeah Yep. Yeah, he swings around the city with Stan Lee, and then he's like, "And now I need to go find out what's going on with Mary Jane, because the one who came back to me was a clone and dissolved into goop, and we never found out what happened because it got canceled and replaced by Spider Man Unlimited by a vast, he goes a into vastly another dimension inferior of furries. Yeah. No,
1: it's not. It's it's not another dimension. It's anti-air on the other side of the sun.
0: Oh, okay. It's Planet X. Yeah, you know, I, I forget. Just full of furries. I think
1: I think that's what what it was because like he takes like a space shuttle there with um, um John Jameson, I think. Okay. John Jacob mm-hmm. Jameson Heimer Smith.
0: Mm-hmm. His son, the astronaut. <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> uh, I love Spider Man. Mm. I I wish. Oh well, the 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 new Spider-Man game should be coming out next year, I think.
2: Mm.
1: I, I should get a PS Five. They're
0: available now. Okay, so the, they finally got the the supply yeah. issues worked in.
1: <laughs> I got I got an email last week from from Sodi because like I. They they had a thing where like they they would release a certain amount of PS5s whenever they come in stock and like direct sell them through Sony. Mm. Um, but it was always at like two o'clock on a on a Wednesday, so I, I never mm. I never had the chance to you know like wait and put in an order because I I'm at work at that point. Mm. But they just got an email like, oh yeah, PS5s are available now, so you can just buy one.
0: (laughs) Mm. I mean, I guess maybe since Crypto's dead, they finally have access to the parts they need to build PS5s. I I wish it was dead and not just on life support. Yeah. It's dead enough that there are more electronics supplies around that aren't being used for stupid mining equipment.
1: Yeah, but guess what? They artificially inflated the price of all GPUs forever. So mm. that's nice because Nvidia is charging like nine hundred dollars for their new GPU, mm. like the the standard one, not even like the super deluxe, like hobbyist one. Mm. It's ridiculous.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I feel like I'm at the point where it's like. There are video games that are coming out that I want to buy, but I kind of don't care about most of them. Like, I don't know what it would take to interest me enough to buy another console aside from, like, a Nintendo one, and even... I don't know, I hope they just keep supporting the Switch for a long time because I don't want to get another piece of hardware.
1: Yeah, I mean, they, they obviously don't care about being behind... Like, technology-wise. Hmm. Um, so, like, I... I feel like they don't need to make a change, because, like, they, they, they've they already got the, the handheld niche, and, like, I, I guess Steam Deck is kind of invading that space, but, like, I don't, I don't think Nintendo is interested in, like, directly competing with Steam, even if they make a handheld.
0: Hmm. Yeah, I mean, like, as far as games coming out in the future, I think the only one I, I mean, I have it on pre-order now, is Pokemon uh, Scarlet. But, like, that one, I mean, I'm gonna get it, and I'm gonna play it, but I don't really care that much i don't know um the games i've been playing lately i uh started a new file on mario odyssey beat the main story of it in like two days and have just been going around doing some of the you know other like the post-game moons and just you know exploring around It it it's a fun game just in the you know usual mario style of exploring and jumping and etc yeah um but you know that that's a game from a few years ago that i'm just playing again and five years like i i started another file like a third or fourth file on donkey kong country 3 and yeah and that's a game you know i'd also bought on wii u and also bought on 3ds and you know now i have it on switch because it's part of the online pass so yeah um, I've beaten that game like three times. Um, but, I yeah. don't know. There's just not a lot of new games that I care about, or if I start to care about them, they're either on a system I don't have, or like maybe I could make them run on my Xbox, but I don't care enough to turn the Xbox back on to find out.
1: Yeah. See, see that's... like Part of the reason I want to get a PS5... Because, like, the only, like, big AAA games I play anymore yeah. is, is, like, the, the Sony first-party games. Yeah. Be- because they're not not the only ones, but they're the only ones that consistently don't have, you know, like,
0: all the, the regular AAA bullshit you know the yeah where it's just a bunch of slog and microtransactions yeah. to help reduce the slog yeah the
1: the microtransactions the constant shop ads the, um the, like forcing like you
0: making you have to play online right. in order to get
1: stuff like like forcing Dude. the multiplayer in your lap like all the all the stuff that EA's been pushing for like the last 10 years yeah um
0: yeah the stuff that makes tons of money with the people who like that kind of environment but if you just want to play games to unwind and relax then that's not part of the model it
1: it makes a ton of money from people who have way too much disposable income and no impulse control
0: (laughs) yeah yeah, and you know that kind of competitive edge of feeling like I need to be the best at this stupid game that has absorbed all the time that I just happen to have all this time that I can waste on getting good at um whatever bullshit game this is. Overwatch. Or getting angry at the game when you lose.
1: Yeah, like I I play Rocket League and that has like a a, a like whole economy filled with you know cosmetics, but like I don't I don't care. I have my car and I want to hit the mm. ball and hopefully yeah. it goes towards the goal <laughs> and that that's that's fun for me. It's very fulfilling to just hit a ball yeah. with a car and have it go towards yeah. the goal. Um, and that that's the only multiplayer game I've played in the past year. Mm. I mean, aside from Elden Ring, but you can play that without invasions and stuff if you want to.
0: Yeah. Like, I've played that that Kirby Cake game that um, is designed to be like a Fall Guys online, just like quick matches yeah. game, but I've only played it offline. Yeah.
1: Well, that's a good thing about Nintendo is that they're they're so incompetent with online that they at least have to have some kind of offline component, or else the games mm. don't work.
2: <laughs> yeah,
1: <laughs> that's
0: sad. So so is me. I is sad. Hmm. Yeah, because otherwise, like for games from this year that I've enjoyed a lot. Um, let's see. There was was Legends Arceus. Or Arceus, um, was that this year? it was like in March or something. Uh, I think it was January, but I I couldn't Uh, remember which January. I guess it was this year's January. Yeah, it was this Um, year,
1: because it's one of the two Pokemon games that came out this year. The year I I decided to play all the Pokemon games.
0: (laughs) Yeah, because that one was really good. Uh, Kirby and the Forgotten Land was really good. And it's about the length of a Kirby game which is not that long but uh, it was good um, the new Lego Star Wars was really good I you know played through all of that in some ways it's disappointing like they're adding more characters to it but not more content as far as things to do which on the one hand it's like well any of the Lego games where they added post game content it was usually just some half assed like, platforming shit. So it's fine that they're not adding more. Um, but at the same time, it's like, there's not much use for these characters if I'm not gonna have new content for them. But also, I don't know, it, it's weird with that game, because the, there's hundreds and hundreds of characters, and, like, all kinds of fun, deep-cut reference characters. But when you're in free play, you set up your team... To be, like, one of each um, of the different classes of character. And you can change the one you have, but there's not really much point to it if you like the one you have. So I've kind yeah. of already gotten a set of, like, well, this is my hero, and this is my Jedi, and this is my Sith, and this is my droid, and this is my other droid. And um, and I don't really, you know, it's like I, I could do different villains, but why would I do that when I've already got General Grievous here, and he's pretty cool. <laughs>
1: Yeah that that's a similar way to how I feel about um Ace Combat 7 mm. because like over the cuz like it, it released at the beginning of 2019 and at the end of 2019 they had the 3 DLC missions. Mm. Um but in the past 3 years like they've they've released like a bunch of n- new planes and skins and stuff like that but
0: like but the, you still have to play them in the same old missions.
1: Yeah, yeah. Like there's still the the twenty-story missions and the three DLC missions and multiplayer, and that's that's it until the next one comes out, which mm. um, we haven't heard anything on since they announced it the, like a year and a half ago. So, uh, well, how
0: long was it between six and seven? <laughs> <laughs> uh over a decade <laughs> mm-hmm. so <laughs> mark your calendar for what 2030 2029
1: no. <laughs> uh, but no no, like it 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 kind of just well the, the the thing with ace combat is like it was a playstation brand you know like second party mm. uh like yeah, I they, they did the say. Metal Gear
0: thing of being like this is PlayStation, but now we're gonna put it on Xbox yeah. too. Yeah, because um, and Nintendo because Nintendo's got the better handheld.
1: Yeah, because on on the, the you know the 360 um, generation, Microsoft just bought a bunch of exclusives because they had fuck Sony money and they wanted to spend mm. it.
0: Yeah, and they weren't ready to buy entire companies yet.
1: Right, like the, they weren't gonna fucking buy Namco. <laughs> Mm -hmm. um just wait 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 until bandai does that um Mm -hmm. uh but yeah so like it was sony like they they had like eight eight ace combat games on playstation consoles um and then they had the exclusive ace combat 6 on um xbox 360 and then that didn't sell that well for some reason (laughs)
0: <laughs> yeah, it's like the the fan base for the game wasn't on that system.
1: Yeah. And then after that um Ace combat half died. Like yeah. like they 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 made like yeah, they um, did like
0: 3DS games, right? Somewhere yeah, they, like
1: they 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 had Assault Horizon, which is the one nobody likes, which is like the the big Call of Duty one um it's not, mm. it's not good. It's not terrible, but it's not good at all. Um, and yeah, they had the 3DS one, which they called Assault Horizon Legacy, even though it has nothing to do with Assault Horizon. It's a remake of Ace Combat 2. They mm. just threw Assault Horizon on there for the branding, but nobody likes the branding. So mm. <laughs> that was stupid as shit. Um, and then they had Ace Combat Infinity, which was a free-to-play game where you could only play, like, three missions a day. Um, and then you ran out of fuel. And then the only way you could play more is if you paid for more fuel.
0: So what part of it is infinite if you can only do three missions and then you run out of gas? Um,
1: because you could play it forever to, to try to own one, like, special plane.
2: Hmm.
1: Also they 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 updated like new missions and stuff and had like event there was one event where you could fight Godzilla um it's okay. like an Easter egg I don't think you can win I don't remember
0: that seems like a kind of thing they should put in the main games as like a post game unlock yeah even like a you know if you get like an A rank on all levels then you get the Godzilla fight
1: yeah, that that's the thing about Ace Combat is that it's got like triple A production values, but it it's it's still like a relatively niche thing, so mm. they're pretty bare bones for the most part. Um, so like, there, there's not a lot of extras usually, and if there is, it's like, oh, here's this, here's the the Mobius one skin from ace combat 4 you can have that <laughs> mm. but like th- there's usually not like extra you know mechanics or um super bosses or stuff like that
2: mm.
1: Wh- which is sad that it is what it is like it it's not the kind of thing that makes a billion dollars it's, it's the, the kind of thing that they scraped funding <laughs> together for for like six years uh, to to make Ace Combat Seven, and I'm glad they did, mm. and and they barely got that one out and, and after it was delayed like two years after its initial release date. But it it's alive and well now, so I'm I'm happy. I'm okay. Mm. I um I have a reason to live for the next for
2: the,
1: <coughs> for the next two years if I don't cough myself to death.
0: Hmm. Um. And then you'll just have to play Microsoft Flight Simulator until uh, God. I don't the next Ace Combat comes out.
1: See, I guess I would have to play like armor or something, like half realistic. Mm. Which I don't want to do. I don't. I don't like realistic flight sims. There's always so much bullshit. Like, I just want to have fun, blow stuff up. And you know kill a bunch of people I don't have to think about it.
0: <laughs> mm. yeah yeah I think like the main thing I, I that could get me interest I get uh, would hopefully get me interested in video games again is like the Nintendo first party stuff because I care about a lot of those characters and franchises but you know the way Nintendo's operated the last, I mean, really, like, decade at this point, but... They don't announce things... Unless it's, like, a Zelda or a Pokemon, they don't really announce it until it's, like, ready to go within a month. uh, It feels like. You know, there's just, like, no lead-up or anticipation to any of their stuff, so I'm kind of just left thinking, like, well, it'd be cool if they did another something, but um won't know until it's almost ready, which you know, I, I assume they're doing that because they you know, got tired of people complaining when they'd announce a the thing and then you know, would have development problems after and then not come out or come out differently. So in order to prevent that they just don't say anything until it's you know, official and ready to go. That's that's but, not a terrible way to operate. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> as I mean, far as I'm concerned it manages expectations but at the same time I feel no hype for anything that they've got going on because it feels like they have nothing going on like yes there is another Breath of the Wild Zelda whatever tears tears of the kingdom thing coming out um, and I'm sure it'll be good when it comes out but I for now don't give a shit like if I wanted to play more breath of the wild i have breath of the wild and i could just go play it again yeah um so like i don't know I, like... I, I don't know what it what they like if they announced a new Star Fox that is not a remake of 64 again or an f-zero that isn't just you know the i mean i say isn't just like the super nintendo one but the GP Legend game was a lot like the Super Nintendo one and that one was really good. So I don't know. I just I, want something.
1: I want I want Ace Combat, but it's like Star Fox or Star Wars or something. <laughs> mm. I I just I just want everything to be Ace
0: Combat. <laughs> well, I mean isn't that Star Wars Squadrons?
1: Uh, it's not real it doesn't really play anything like Ace Combat.
0: Like mm. Yeah, I mean, I get, like it does get a little more into the flight sim technical, of uh, yeah. monitoring your gauges and having yeah. to—it's like go put, in three sixty. Put uh, your put your shields revision. forward or back. Um, yeah,
1: like how much energy do you want to put towards your your engines, and how much do you want to put towards your shields? Like, there, there's there's more micromanagement.
0: Yeah, like some of the older Star, you know, like the Rogue Squadron games, or Jedi Starfighter, or the the Naboo Starfighter game, like you know those early two thousands Star Wars like flight games have that more like arcade shooter feel that Ace Combat has. But I don't know if any of those are like you know like Asper's been porting a lot of older Star Wars games to modern systems but they haven't done any of those yet
1: yeah like I it's like it, it it's it's not even just that I like you know like arcadey flight games um, like I, I tend to but like I don't really like that many of them like there's, there's just some kind of weird Tone that Ace Combat hits it's like well I like planes and I like anime um, mm. and I, I like like balls to the wall music <laughs> so, so I mean I guess I guess it just hits that sweet spot mm. um, but I think I think the composer for Ace Combat did make one song for like the that last Star Fox game that nobody likes.
0: So. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, the biggest problem with Star Fox Zero was just the control scheme. Is You know, it was part of Nintendo's push to make the asymmetrical gameplay of the Wii U actually matter. Yeah. And nobody liked it. And, and it, it's just not great. Because, yeah, they tried to do the two-screen thing of, like, You have to look at your TV to see things normally, but also if you look at your gamepad screen, you can see like a cockpit view or like a gunner view or or whatever. And that kind of worked, there were multiple vehicles in that game, and that split control style worked with the gyrocopter. Because the gyrocopter is like, you're controlling, it's like a helicopter and you so it moves when you move the stick it's not automatically flying forward all the time like an wing or you know any of those you know f- the forward momentum vehicles it's like you you can stop and hover and then use your you know motion control tilt your gamepad around and look and shoot at the targets you're trying to shoot at but it's a pain in the ass when your ship is always flying forward, so you have to look up at your TV to see what direction you're flying in, and then look down at your gamepad to see what direction you're aiming in. Yeah. Um. Yeah, it's like... And they would make you... like That was like built into the game. is like You have to fly past this like enemy, but then swing your gamepad around to shoot it in the back, while still continuing to fly forward.
1: Yeah, it's it's probably the type of thing where, like, if you get really good at it, it's the most satisfying thing ever. Mm. But, like, for the first, like, 20 hours, <laughs> it's probably terrible.
0: Yeah, and then, like, for me personally, it's also just annoying. that The entire game, it's it's just the plot of Star Fox 64 <clears throat> again, except a little different. You know, it's like, uh, the, the, I don't know, the, I think the final showdown was on Corneria instead of Venom. Like, Andros and his army arrive on Corneria and do something or other. That's I the big space remember. monkey, right? Yeah, yeah, he, he was this, like, monkey scientist guy who um, was exiled for his like evil experiments from the planet corneria and then came back with an army of monkeys and robots and stuff and then when you go to fight him he is like a giant robot monkey head with giant robot hands and you shoot the hands a bunch until they blow up and then you shoot his eyes until his head blows up and then if you're on in 64 anyway if you're on the um The easy path ending, the head, like the skin on the head blows up and it's a robot underneath. And if you're on the hard path where you get the real ending, it's a giant brain with these two eyeballs, you know, held on with electricity. And you blow up the eyeballs and blow up the brain and then fly away while everything explodes because Star Wars ending.
1: Yeah, sounds more like Metroid. (laughs) Mm.
0: Yeah, and I mean, because you had to fly into the planet to find the giant head, and then shoot the giant head, and then fly Uh out. So it's, I guess, it's a mix of that, like Metroid ending, and the uh, Return Mm. of the Jedi Death Star, where they had to go inside of it to blow it up.
1: It's, it's also every Ace Combat game. (laughs) Yeah, the the trench run or the tunnel run.
0: Yeah,
1: there's usually both of them.
0: But, like, Star Star Fox, you know, like, the, so 64 is a classic, but then after that, like, they did Adventures, which, you know, it was a different game that basically got reskinned into a Star Fox game. Um, but, I mean, like, all that considered, it, it's a pretty decent, like, 3D Zelda game that just happens to star furry characters. Um. All right. And, like, Star Fox Assault, I think, was was really good. It's underrated. The main issue with it is that it's it's ten levels in a row that are not, um... You know, there's no branching paths like there was in 64. But, you know, like, the levels are decent. It's, you know, like, it's got this fun mix of... Like, some of the levels are just your traditional on-rails space shooters. Some of them... You're on foot, but you can get into vehicles and out of vehicles. Um, you can like fly up on an R wing and then jump out of it and just jump down on the ground and keep shooting. Um, that game was also made by Namco. I don't know if any of the Ace Combat people were involved, but um, when when was that? 2005, mm. I think.
1: I mean, I guess I guess it's possible, but I mean, they they. That's when they were making like an Ace Combat game every year and a half, so probably mm. not fat yeah. to guess.
0: But, yeah, because Star Fox Assault was a, a Namco one. Um, Adventures was rare, because it was their Dinosaur Planet game that got turned into a Star Fox game. Yeah. Um, and then they got the original guy who worked on, uh, you know, Super Nintendo Star Fox to come back and... <laughs> Have his team do Star Fox Command, which is the worst Star Fox game ever. <laughs> um, mostly because, I mean, it's worse than Zero because the touch control, it, it's a DS game, and you, you know, you fly around usually in that, like, all range mode, you can go any direction thing. I think there might have, some of them might have still been on rail shooters, but you, you know, aim you know you, you have to i don't know the controls were weird it's like you have to use the stylus to direct your ship up down left right you know through the touch screen and then you've also got your buttons for shooting and bombs and uh you know barrel rolls and doing a flip and stuff um so the controls were just really clunky And because, you know, people complain that Assault didn't have branching paths, they went overboard with the branching paths and made it so it's like not just branching paths, but branching teams. So the whole story kind of predicates on the Star Fox team is broken up and they all hate each other, but now, uh, you know, like Fox is trying to get the group back together, but depending how it goes, maybe he's not even involved. Maybe you end up following Falco, but then after, you know, you get to the end of Falco beating the final boss then you you get there's like nine different endings and most of them are bad it's that you you go through the whole game and find out oh uh now the character's depressed because they have no friends so shadow Um, the hedgehog yeah yeah it's just and i get it was a you know shadow was what 2004 or 5 and this was 2006 so around the same time I have no people idea wanted story, the story choice and different or. endings but they made most of the endings shit including the first it's like it, it's weird it's like the first ending you get is so when when you first play through it you can't do any of the branching story paths they like show you where they are but they're all locked with this like key symbol uh so you have to follow the certain path which ends with the team the regular Star Fox team is all back together um and then after you beat the boss, you get to, you know, the end, the ending number three, you know, weirdly. Number three is the first one you get. And it's like, okay, the team's back together. But then Crystal decides she wants to go back to Star Wolf, so she left. And Fox is depressed at the end. Um, and then you're given a key that's like, and now you can do branching paths and you can find all these different endings. And and then the story never continued after that because the the next Star Fox game didn't it, so that was 2006 the next Star Fox game wasn't until 2011 and it was a Star Fox 64 3D remake for 3DS and then the next game after that was Star Fox Zero which didn't come out till 2015 and it's another remake of Star Fox 64 essentially yeah and then the next game, the only game that's come out since then, is Starlink Battle for Atlas, <laughs> which is a really dumb, like it, 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 as a game it's fine, but it, just, it has a lot of those Ubisoft problems because it's an Ubisoft game. It's you know just a bunch of characters who are trying way too hard to be likable and they're not likable and just a lot of busy work, open world stuff and also star fox in the nintendo version of the game because they could i guess but they're not really the the point of the plot and also it's just the 64 characters again um that's a lot of characters yeah <laughs> well yeah all all 64 yeah of the 64 ones yeah <laughs> and i'll you know i'll admit part of my grumbling is just that uh crystal was one of my first video game crushes and i hate that she's cut out of the series because they just keep going back to 64 again and she didn't exist until after that so at least the the furry artists are keeping her alive and well yeah yeah with their yearly crystal appreciation month where it's just so much new porn (laughs) is is that a thing (laughs) There, there is a group. You know, I, I check in on some of the furry porn sites, and there is a, uh, a thing. Um, every, I think it's October. That's a uh, crystal appreciation month, and it's just mostly people making porn. Okay, well, uh, good for them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, she's you know. As a character who debuted as, like, a mostly naked bikini princess warrior person. Yeah, she's become, like, a furry sex icon, so. Yeah. there There is endless porn, and I keep hoping that uh, that doesn't stop Nintendo. Uh, you know, like, they, they did put her as an assist trophy in Smash. I yeah. was hoping she'd get to be a character in Smash. So I could get an Amiibo. No. But no. Uh, but you know, I mean they did make her an assist trophy. And they did do the bikini version. As the assist trophy. So it's like well at least they're not ashamed of that. But. They uh, they couldn't make her a character. We have to get another Fire Emblem character.
1: They, they have. They have uh, more. Scantily clad. Um, like spirits and stuff. In Smash. I mean, they had yeah. Bayonetta. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, come on.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, Bayonetta, who somehow won the fan choice poll at the end of the Wii U era, conspicuously around the time when Bayonetta 2 had just come out.
1: Well, I mean... That, well, not
0: better. <laughs> that makes more sense than anything.
1: Mm. Like, I mean, there's a lot of furries, but there's not that many furries.
0: <laughs> mm. yeah i don't know i mean it's like, like crystal was a character who you know she came out uh, She yeah you know, she came out in the gamecube era so she was not going to be in melee she didn't exist when melee came out but i've heard that she was planned for brawl, brawl. but didn't make the cut um i think she was supposed to be in they ended up doing wolf as like all of his attacks are just the fox falco set again but slightly yeah. different but she was going to be i'd heard i, I don't know if it's true you know who knows whose uncle at nintendo came up with the story but i'd I, heard works that at nintendo yeah i mean but i <laughs> heard she was supposed to be the the third star fox character and she was gonna have a different move set because she's got the staff and can do you know not just the same old moves that Fox, Falco, and Wolf do, but um they didn't have the time for that, so they just made Wolf as a another clone character.
1: Man, and just um, think, if, if Crystal gotten in Smash, we might have gotten the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles later, because there would be a staff character.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, just like, a staff character would be cool, instead of just another fucking sword character, but I guess they already have the animations there for swords, so let's just throw some more swords in there.
1: Yeah, swords are lame. Spears are awesome.
0: Yeah, yeah, you can. I mean, you can still cut someone with a spear, but you can also like block with a spear and do all yeah. all, all kinds of twirls and shit. <laughs> I don't know. I, I did LARP <laughs> for a few years, and spear, you know, like pole arm is one of my favorite weapon things to use because you can just, you know, you can hit someone from across the room with it, or if you know they're coming at you, you can hold it up as a blocking.
1: Yeah, swords are like posh weapons. Like, oh, you're a you're a knight from a, a family that's been nobility for like the last twelve hundred years. Yeah, of course, you you use a sword. Yeah, like yeah. that that farmer over there whose village keeps getting raided. He uses a spear because the he knows better.
0: Yeah, 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 I mean, yeah, because you know, it's, like I like swords. They're cool and all, but you can only hold it from the one point on it. You can't, you know, change your grip unless, I guess, if you're wearing like i like metal gloves, you can yeah. do some spear-like tactics where you grab the blade end and then you can, you know, hold both ends of the sword to block before slashing. Yeah, that,
1: that's that's actually a thing where, like, if if night if knights were fighting like other hev- like heavily armored knights mm. and like a sword wouldn't do anything, they would they would grab their sword by the tip and, like, beat the shit out of each other with the hilt. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You just just swing your sword
0: like a hammer.
1: (laughs) (laughs) It was like, my dude, get a halberd.
2: Mm.
1: You know, just like a hammer.
0: (laughs) Yeah, cudgel or a mace or something. Morningstar. Yeah. Just get it. Get, get a big rock. <laughs> yeah, well yeah, you just gotta dent their armor enough that it continues yeah. to cut them every time they wear it. Yeah. Just you know, kick them
1: in the cod piece, just do it, pussy.
0: <laughs> <laughs> just knock them on the ground and trample them with your horse. Yeah.
1: Your your horse has shoes for a reason.
0: For smashing heads, yeah.
1: Uh, now I feel like playing Mountain Blade. Mm. Uh, I'm sorry, Horse and Sword, Banner Lord, mm. Horse Club <laughs> Adventures. <laughs> I am naming my my next Mountain Blade character Jellybeans. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs>
2: <laughs>
1: because the the I I I love naming my characters weird things in that game because. Every, every time you like do damage, like your character's name comes up.
2: <laughs> so
1: mm. it's like, like that. That's why I, I I like naming it weird thing, like, um, Nick Dipples. <laughs> so it'd, it'd be like Nick Dipples did 54 damage to, you know, uh, Spearman or whatever.
2: Mm.
1: Or like Loridgetto. <laughs> <like> <laughs>
0: or um what was it Durst and Const. <laughs>
2: mm.
0: yeah I'm trying to remember. I know that some of the Zelda games let you name Pona different things so that could be fun to do a Zelda run where you Jelly Bingus and you get Jelly Bongus
1: <laughs> that's why I like Pokemon too because like they they always deliver on the butts jokes
0: hmm Actually, you, a, yeah, you're gonna have to catch uh, what's it, Mudsdale. Yeah. While you're doing Sun and Moon, and name it Jelly Bongus.
1: Yeah, I I do have a mudbray, and I named it. What I name it, Mudbud. Okay. Um, as a reference to uh, muddy buddy. Mm. Um, but I can totally change that to Jelly Bongus.
0: <laughs> yeah, when it evolves and becomes a full horse. Yeah, a
1: whole, whole horse. My favorite. My favorite um, uh, JoJo's Bizarre Adventure character.
0: Mm, actually, I actually think you, so. You finished X and Y since we last recorded. Yeah, and beat the Elite Four with the uh, Boo Boo keys.
1: Yeah, I did. <laughs> the ultimate disrespect. <laughs> uh, I I I beat Mega Gardevoir <laughs> with a set of keys. <laughs> just some jingle keys oh uh, fuck X is so it's it's so easy god mm. I didn't even try I did a nuzlocke and I didn't even have to try god mm. it's it's insane how easy it is
0: yeah like, they hadn't e- balanced the game for the EXP share yet no
1: and, and like I I could have I could have um I could have like artificially like limited my levels like I'm doing in um, in Moon, but I don't know. It, it just wasn't the game wasn't interesting enough to do it, and it still it still would have been easy. I w- I wasn't that over leveled by the end. Mm. But like all the all the train all the gym leaders have like max three Pokemon, like none of they don't know any coverage moves. Um, like the, the, the fighting gym, like, she has no moves that hit ghosts. Like all all they know is normal and fighting moves. So Mm. you just roll in with a, like a level one ghastly and eventually win.
0: Mm. Hmm. You just leer 40 times as well. She does nothing and then struggles to death. Yeah. It's, it's insane. Um,
1: Yeah, sun and moon though are supposed to be like some of the hardest um, mm. ones to nuzzle, at. and yeah, it kind of is because like Z moves will just kill you. Um, yeah, and, and, and like the, the all totem... the
0: type changes, I found hard to keep up with. Yeah, so you know, I see a dug trio and I feel like I know what to do to hurt it, but it's half steel now and that changes a lot of things.
1: Yeah. I mean that that's why like well you didn't see yet because I didn't um upload any of the images yet but there's a there's a part where you, like there's like a little mini quest where you you can fight a bunch of dettos mm. and I I used a diglet to fight them because when they they transform they become um ground steel mm. so you just hit hit them with like So they're weak ground to their own
0: ability yeah
1: right right you just hit them with ground attacks and they go down easy um yeah sun and moon is it, it's fun like there's way too much dialogue but at least most of it is entertaining mm. um like there, there's there's a lot going on actually like with the the people from the alternate dimension or whatever.
0: Yeah, I'd completely forgotten that subplot happened. Yeah,
1: I mean, it's halfway through the game and they haven't really done anything yet.
0: Yeah, I don't even remember. Like I, now that, you know, as you've been posting the screenshots, I remember, oh yeah, that was a thing. <laughs> but I don't remember what it led to unless it was they take you back to the Guzzlord dimension, but I, I thought the Guzzlord one was just a random encounter, the, the like, post-game, you get access to, like, the Ultra Wormhole or something, and you you go in, and it's like a mini-game where you're flying on um, the Crosma, I think? Like, in its wing-dragon form. You're, like, riding it, or, or no, maybe, it, maybe it's just Lunala or Slogaleo, I think. But you're, like, riding your Pokémon through wormholes, and you can see different wormholes to the left or right, and you Like, pick one to go in, and I think depending on the shape or the color or something, it improves your odds of it being an Ultra Beast wormhole, which are the more interesting ones where you can go to usually just like a, you know, whatever small pocket dimension has this specific Ultra Beast in it. But one of them is the Guzzlord one where you end up going through like an alternate universe version of like the first major city you go to like you can see from the architecture like it's the same city but this one's been like completely devastated and there's a guzzlord there that's just eating stuff Yeah, it's like a kaiju dimension and I don't remember if the, the people from the future are connected to that one or if they're just I don't know connected to something the Aether Foundation is doing
1: I mean it it seems like that might be what they're going for. Cause they, they seem like des- desperate to figure out like how to do something. So,
0: yeah, I mean, they they had it. like Poipal, that you know, purple thing they had is an ultra beast. So, yeah. And I, then, and they've got like the beast balls for catching ultra beasts. Yeah. I, I
1: kind of figured that it might be because it, it, it hit like a truck for something so small. So I was like, this might be a legendary. Yeah, it, um, it's
0: it's one of the ultra beast group. <clears throat> I think it evolves to I think it it's the one that evolves to the just like yeah. a dragon like, purple thing.
1: It's like a giant poison syringe, dragon ...syringe or something. Yeah. It's, it it actually is kind of like the um what was it, Eternatus. Mm. Like kind of a similar deal. Like not Not so similar where where or like they they copied it, but similar enough to where it's like, oh, it's a a big, spiky, purplish dragon.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and the Ultra Beast were weird where it's like they're Pokemon, but they're trying to do almost a Lovecraftian thing of like, well, these are Pokemon, but they're not your normal kind of Pokemon. They're like weird outer space, existentially different uh, monster Pokemon. But also, they're basically just Pokemon. It's just that they're classified differently.
1: Yeah, I like the I like the paper samurai. <laughs> mm. That's the only one. Well, like I, I, I remember several. Yeah. Like probably yeah, cool. just because I, I saw the, the the terminal montage. Yeah, I mean you can't Buzz Swole.
0: the Swole yeah. bug.
1: Yeah, and um. Was it like the, the stack
0: one? Oh yeah. That it's just like I don't a, remember the name of that one, but yeah, it's it's like, it's a, like a a Christmas ornament with cables coming out of it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah those like Stack Attacker. It's the I think the big like square tower. I think um, that
1: that might be an ultra exclusive, because I don't remember that one from the first time I played Sonic. It Sun and might Moon. be.
0: Because there's that one and the Celestela, which is, um, I don't know, kind of looks like a fortress, like a, like, metal fortress castle thing-ish. Um, I don't know, my favorite was always Bless Evalon, the, like, clown ball thing. Oh, yeah. It's It's just, like, a sparkly ball with these stars on it, and, like, a clown frilly neck thing, and, um... And then a it, body under it, and it the, shoots fire.
1: The head thing actually kind of reminds me of like the the Reggies, so that makes mm. sense.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I like the you know eyeless golemish things.
1: Yeah, you, you don't want actual life; you want fake life.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I want things <clears throat> that look like toys. So like stuff things all. that. Yeah, th- things that cannot look into my soul, <laughs> because they're just like robots. I, I do like Stuffle. Mm.
1: I, I like how it actually has like a a, a
0: tag, like mm. on. It's got like, like, like on, seams on its limbs.
1: Yeah, the 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 tag is weird though, because it's like on like where the, where the crotch would be.
0: Mm. Um, that's so yeah. a little weird. So stuffle a... for the friendly stuffy, and then you've got uh, Banette, is the yeah discarded doll possessed by an evil spirit? Except it evolved from a blankie, so who knows? Yeah.
1: Then be beware doesn't look like a doll anymore. It just looks like a bear.
0: Yeah, and because of that, I never made the connection that stuffle is supposed to be like a stuffed toy. Yeah. Cuz its evolution is just a bear.
1: Yeah. It's it's really good though. I mm. uh it hits like a like a tank. <laughs> mm. And it has it has too much HP. It's fun to use. Cuz like it the animation to it just like brings its arm up and then hits. <laughs>
0: mm. Sure will be a shame when it dies to a Z move or something? No, nah, I. It
1: okay. It might, but <laughs> I'm hoping it doesn't.
0: <coughs> Rip dog. Yeah, you're living in a John Wick movie now. You killed your dog. Oh yeah. Oh no. Yeah, <laughs> you um, have to kill them all.
1: Yeah, I've got to. I've got to murder all the totems now.
0: Yep. It's a revenge with, quest.
1: With something determination into your fucking will. Mm.
0: I forget. <laughs> yeah, no, the totems are on the phone with each other. It's like, you you killed Butts' dog. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> <laughs> we're dead.
1: <laughs> oh, that's a good one. See that? That so almost makes you heard me heard about butts <laughs>
0: heard of what happened in Kalos like, months ago. Uh, I, I, in Universe and Hoenn and Kanto and Sinnoh. <laughs> you can't stop him. You can't stop the butts. He, he
1: beat the champion with a key! A fucking key! <laughs> <laughs> I love Pokemon. Mm. It's I don't even know if it's good, but I enjoy it. Mm. I'm 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 having a lot of fun. Um, I've kind of gotten through the Pokemon fatigue stage where it's like, oh, this is just a part of my life now. <laughs>
0: mm. Yep. Nope. after you finish them, there's always all the other versions, and also Legends Arceus, and also Scarlet and Violet, and also, you know, all the spinoffs. Yeah. Colosseum and XD Gale of Darkness.
1: I I, I might do Colosseum and... Mystery Dungeon. I'm not doing Mystery Dungeon. I've already... I've already tried it, it's not It's not my type of thing.
0: Or that one weird game where it's, uh, like... Conquest? Yeah, the medieval Japanese warlords yeah. teaming up with Pokemon. It's such a weird... like, how? <laughs> yeah. I never played it, I just, I you know, saw the game box and, like, I think Nintendo Power still existed back then, so I probably read a Nintendo Power about it. It's
1: it's such a like they're so careful with Pokemon, but they'll put it in this context of like this this horrible like like wars for feudal Japan. Like, yeah. it, it, well, if
0: it's a Japanese company that wants to do something weird with their properties, then it's okay. Yeah, I guess.
1: But no, you have to give Mario to Illumination. <laughs> They make the best animated Mario. I mean, yeah, I
0: get. Yeah, like. Well, they gave Mario to Illumination, but before that, they gave Mario to Ubisoft so that he could team up with the Rabbids and shoot guns and have, (laughs) like, a weird Rabbit clone mocking his very existence. Yeah. But also, I guess those games. I don't know. I bought the first Mario and Rabbids game, and it wasn't really for me, but. That kind of XCOM strategy game isn't for me anyway. Um, it's just oh. too. I played. Slow. I played XCOM. Mm.
1: <laughs> I I played
0: XCOM. <laughs> oh, I XCOM or a... Mario and Rabbits?
1: No, like the the one from like ten years ago. The okay. um the reboot. Mm. Yeah, they had the um oh boy, the 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 YouTuber that makes like four hour long. <laughs> well, not well, maybe like two hour long um, documentaries about like. Well, actually, it's the to, the topics are kind of varied. And, like he talks about like, got like certain guns and video games, mm. but but then they'll make like two hour long documentaries about Wolfenstein or uh, Monkey Island. Um. They, they made one about XCOM uh, recently it was like I haven't played XCOM in a long time so I, I played the one that came out like 10 years ago in between Pokemon mm. um it's really good <laughs> like I mean it's basically a Nuzlocke because, because all you guys die if, you, if you're not paying attention um mm. It actually it's not a good game to play in between Pokemon. <laughs> but uh yeah. It's fun. You when you get the lasers and then you just win. Until some bullshit happens and like eight enemies reveal themselves at once. Then they blow up all your guys. But then you train new guys, so it's okay. Mm. And then Argentina always leaves. Um <laughs> that, yeah mm. not to get too deep in the mechanics, but like every there's like several countries on every um continent that like so support the xcom project and like give you money at the end of every month mm. but if you if their panic level rises enough then they leave and Argentina always leaves
0: I don't know mm. why yeah did they have that much money to offer anyway? That was
1: like $50 a month
0: It's something It's not a lot But you
1: get like bonuses If you um, Put satellites on every Country on a continent It's kind of like risk Okay. So I mean like losing one actually kind of sucks Because then you can't get the the big bonus
2: Mm.
1: Not a huge deal though the, the the progression in those games are pretty cool because like you, you start out and you kind of feel powerless um, then like you you know you get plasma weaponry you get uh, like psychic units um, like it, the, as the technology gets better you get more powerful and it's really cool until like a a new enemy type comes on and just wrecks your shit (laughs)
2: Mm.
1: until you learn how to fight it. Um, God, it. it, I love the newer XCOM games. I've never played any of the older ones. They seem like they wouldn't age well. Mm. But I like the new ones. Um, I remember when XCOM 2 came out. I played through the whole game and for some reason I stopped like at the beginning of the the, 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 the last stage <laughs> mm. and I, I just never finished it for for no reason it's been like that for like 7 years
2: mm. uh,
1: maybe I'll play it after all this Pokemon stuff is done
0: mm. sometime next year
1: yeah Cause I, I've, I've got to finish um, i got to finish Ultra Moon Which is going to take a while Because I'm going to be out of town Next the, the, uh, This coming week So
0: And then there's Thanksgiving the week after
1: Yeah Um Cause and then there's Sword and Shield And then there's the new one Yep. the new the, the new one might actually go into next year.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I guess Sword and Shield isn't that long for the story part of it. Yeah,
1: but I'm I'm kind of afraid that it's going to be kind of like Sun and Moon, where there's just too much dialogue and it really slows things down.
2: Because,
1: mm. like, even even Sun and Moon, like, there's not that much gameplay like all the routes are like really small but there's so much fucking dialogue
0: yeah no because they hadn't yeah like the the, the routes are short but they're trying to tell like a big story so it doesn't have you know like sword and shield doesn't feel as congested because of all the times you go into like a big open world yeah to spend a lot of time just roaming around before you get to the next place and find out how beads being a dipshit
1: in this one. yeah and like all the all the routes in between like there there's like one or two of them that are kind of big like the, the the one before you get to like the the first gym like the grass gym there's like like kind of like a big open field mm. um but then m- most of them are like the kind of like sun and moon where it's like Here's a straight line with, like, little patches of grass on the side. Yeah. yeah. And three trainers just, like, looking at the middle. Yeah. Yeah. None of them are perfect. But mm. at least the writing in Sun and Moon is entertaining. Mm. Even if it is still, you know, like, vapid Pokemon
0: dialogue. Mm. Mm. Yeah, and you haven't even gotten up to the rainbow rocket stuff, which I, th- I can't remember if that's in. You know, it's been so long. I don't know if that's part of the main game or if it's a post game.
1: Yeah, I don't know. Um, all I know is that I'm about to finish the second island, mm. but it's making me go back to the like the dimensional research lab thing. So I I feel like it's. The beginning of like the, the Aether foundation storyline, maybe. Mm.
0: So yeah, because we'll there's, there's four islands, I think. <coughs>
1: yeah, but but the the last one is really small, but yeah. that that's where like the the evil, um, the like big evil subplot took place. Mm. Um, or where the climax to it took place, I think.
0: Yeah, yeah, because the Ether Foundation has their own like separate island. Yeah. Um. So, all I can say
1: is that I think I'm about halfway done, but mm. probably not because I haven't done any of the Evil Team stuff yet.
0: Yeah, yeah, because I think it was probably like three quarters of the way through that you get to the Team Skull, rundown town.
2: Yeah.
1: Which is weird because it's like almost completely disconnected from everything else.
2: Mm.
1: Like, I, I think there's a plot of where like the Aether Foundation is paying them to do something, but I don't remember. And and yeah. that, that's in Vanilla Sun and Moon, but.
0: Yeah, yeah, because it's like the Aether Foundation are like secretly the real big bads, except I think in Ultra. I mean, I I remember, like, because I'd played original Moon and then Ultra Sun, and I I remember at the end of Moon that Lusamine was, like, the main villain, and then she goes to another dimension and gets a jellyfish stuck to her head, and being confused when that didn't happen in Ultra. Um, but I don't remember exactly how the end of Ultra went down, just that Lusamine wasn't the big bad of it, because... Actually, it was Giovanni and his team of all the previous villains united under their rainbow banner.
1: Which is a stupid idea. (laughs) Mm. Because, like, most of them have, like, mutually exclusive goals.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I guess they'll take over the world and then decide who gets to destroy it in their chosen way.
1: Half the Earth is going to be just water and half the Earth is going to be just (laughs)
2: land.
0: Yeah, well, it's half water, half land, but then they're gonna destroy everything- well, destroy all the life on it for Lysander, um, <laughs> and, and, well, yeah, okay, so Cyrus would have to, you know, get his reality-shaping powers to, you know, be the god of the universe, and then he can reshape the Earth to be half land and half water and restart all the life on it so Lysander can have his perfect utopia, and then- um, I, I don't even remember what the goal for Getsus was. Uh,
1: he, like, he was just power-hungry. Like, he he wanted to use N to, like, become the Pokemon president or something. And, oh. Like, okay, make so everybody he a... give up their Pokemon so he could be the only one with Pokemon. And thus okay. ha- have the only power in the land.
0: Okay. Yeah, I don't know how that would factor into, <laughs> uh, uh you know remade earth to you know fit the goals of the other four who want to remake the Earth. but then giovanni is the one in charge and he's the one who at least want to you know reboot the whole earth because he's trying to run a criminal organization here which requires society to continue to exist so he can he's a
1: fucking marcus uh marcus uh I split the difference between mafia and yakuza. Said mafia, the fucking mafia boss. Like he, he's in it for the money.
0: Yeah. Yeah. There's, there's not really any money in rebooting the earth to make a environmental utopia that isn't actually a utopia and will, you know, just completely stop working. Yeah. But I guess if it's... Cyrus has real, if Cyrus, so if if they all got together and got Cyrus, get his whatever god Arceus powers, he could probably just make multiple Earths. just Not just the planet X on the other side of the world, but make like six different Earths that are all in the same orbit going around the world, and just drop a different team lead. So we got the all-water Earth for Maxi, or for Archie, the all-land Earth for Maxi, whatever Lysander's Utopia looks like, and whatever Getsis' world looks like, and you know a just regular ass earth that giovanni can keep doing the shit on and um and then god cyrus watching over all of it god it's so weird hmm. i
1: want i want to beat all their asses up. <laughs> I really do you,
0: they all yeah you you're, you're going to get to they all live in a big white mansion together it, oh, well. it, it's like big brother for uh pokemon villains Oh, They've God. all got like gonna, their own themed rooms, I think. I'm
1: gonna kick all their asses so bad they'll they'll wish I used boo boo keys.
0: Mm. If you can get boo boo keys, you should. I
1: don't. I don't know if you could get a Clef key. Hmm. Yeah,
0: like it's I, a whole I, I, generation ago. Yeah.
1: Yeah, that, like there's so many Pokemon and that this is what i i, I don't get about. well i mean I, I get it but like i, I didn't feel that way but like um when when sword and shield came out and they were mm. like oh you can't you can't you can't use the pokemon in this game i was like well, you, you you couldn't get like 70% of the pokemon in sun and moon you you had to transfer them over
0: yeah well yeah i think the thing people didn't like about sword and shield is that you couldn't even transfer a lot of them because they didn't code them into the game yeah like sun and moon you could transfer them over but sun and moon is the one where they got rid of the national decks so like even at at the end of ultra when you get the ultra wormholes you can go to other dimensions and get pokemon that aren't available in the main game but when you catch them they're not added to your decks because you don't have a national decks because it doesn't exist yeah yeah but, like, you, you you can't. And then Sword and Shield was a step further where they hadn't even, they, they didn't they have the time exist. to recode all the Pokemon in. So you just can't put those ones in unless maybe they were added in the DLC. The DLC added a lot of them back, but I don't know how many.
1: Yeah, but that, that's why I changed my wording to where, like, I, I do get it. But, like, just from my perspective, like, that, like, it, it's not important to me mm. that, because, like, I, I want to catch the Pokemon and use the Pokemon in the game that I got them in. Mm. And I understand that, you know, I understand that Sylveon is in <laughs> Sword and Shield, so maybe, uh, I, I, sh- I shouldn't, um, I should check my privilege. Hmm. Yeah, my uh, my Pokemon privilege.
0: It's like uh, the way I play Pokemon. Like every Pokemon game is a new game, and you're always going to get a new team and really focus on that team. Um, As much as I might like the ones from past games, the only time I've you know actually bothered to transfer favorite Pokemon from a past game up to the future game is you know when Omega Ruby came out. And since Ruby had been my favorite, I took my whole team from Ruby and bought all the games necessary to transfer them up to Omega Ruby. Um, and then Omega Ruby ended up being, you know, the I guess it's kind of the last game to have a full National Dex in the game. And that's the one that I, you know, actually put the effort in to track down slash hack in every Pokemon in the game. Uh, so, I got the complete national decks on that one, and then they never did the national decks again, and I don't (laughs) care about completing a regional decks, so, I don't need to, you know, complete any future Pokemon games, I guess. I've already done it.
1: Yeah. Like, I I just, I just like going around and, like, catching different Pokemon. Like, that, that's kind of why I I really like the wild areas. Hmm. Just because, like, oh, um, I I can catch like four hundred new Pokemon (laughs) now. Hmm. Um, well, not new, but you know, new new to this character I'm playing.
2: Yeah,
0: oh yeah, Um, and it's kind of neat that like different days there's different weather, and that means different Pokemon will show up in different spots. Yeah. Different times. Yeah, I wonder how the new
1: one will
0: will do that. Probably even more than Sword and because Sh- it seems like the wild area is even bigger in the new one.
1: Yeah, what what I am scared of with the new one is that it looks like they're doing like Ubisoft style, like open world mm. distractions.
0: Yeah, I mean, yeah, where the the way they've been presenting the whole progression seems like Ubisoft like here's a list of things you can do go pick one of them and yeah. do it
1: yeah I really like Like I, I, I said at the beginning of all this that like I'm I'm doing this so I could decide like whether I should care about Pokemon anymore or not mm. <clears throat> and like throughout the year I was like you know what Pokemon's fun but like if the if, if that one if it really is like Ubisoft style like you know check off all these fucking boxes like here, here's a huge waste of your time then I'll, I'll be like nah you know what I'm done
0: yeah I mean hopefully they've learned from Legends Arceus cause that, like that one does the open world kind of thing but it's fun because it's I guess almost more like a Monster Hunter-ish you know you're like like, you can fight pokemon and weaken them and then capture them the normal way but also for most of the pokemon in that game you can just like sneak around hide in some grass s- like sneak up on the pokemon when it's not looking throw a ball at its head and catch it um and yeah, i love
1: like, quick balls and that's just quick balls with more steps
0: oh uh, yeah i mean because with the legends one it's like you know all the fun of catching pokemon and like seeing the pokemon walking around in the wild but you don't have to do the battle part with all the you know annoying like oh i'm gonna walk through the grass and then maybe something will show up and then i have to wait for the loading screen to finish loading the battle and without having
1: like 20 seconds of buffering like throughout the whole encounter
0: yeah yeah, no, it's just like, the Pokemon is there. It's already there. <laughs> you can see it where it is, and you can just chuck a ball right at it, and hopefully it goes in. If it doesn't go in, you can keep throwing balls at it. You can throw your Pokemon at it to engage it in a fight, so it doesn't run away. Um, it might try to attack you because you know this is old times, and Pokemon just attack you in the wild, um, which yeah. I mean, think you know, Pokemon would still do, but uh yeah i don't know um but yeah like the wild pokemon if you piss it off it might just attack you and knock you out if it does enough damage but
1: <laughs> imagine getting hit with a hyper beam mm. and like you you
0: you just get knocked out like you're okay and then your pokemon <laughs> drag you back to the pokemon center and they throw you in on the table and dun, 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 and then you're back up <laughs> Uh, yeah. So anyway, Pokemon's good. Ten out of ten franchise. Yep. And we've managed to fill two hours of time with chatter, which is the goal yep. of this podcast.
1: I watched Castlevania like a month ago, and I didn't get to talk about it. Mm. It's it's good, but also weird. Mm. There you go. That's my that's my review.
0: Yep. I've seen part of season one it was fine, but I I never kept up with it.
1: They fuck in it later. Mm. Like you get you get to see a dick, mm.
0: several even, mm. boobies too. Okay, <laughs> but they're all animated, so it's not a real dick. Yep.
1: yeah. Nah, yeah. no. it's the the. The dick is voiced by a real person, or you know, the person attached to the dick is. Mm. So, kinda. Mm.
0: Yeah, but it, it it's a drawing of a dick. Yeah. So the you know parents aren't allowed to get upset about it because it's it's yeah. not really a penis on screen. It's it's just a, a drawing of one.
1: Yeah, it was flaccid. That's you know not threatening at all. Hey <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Huh. Hmm. We should end the podcast. Yeah, yeah. Do we usually end on a joke? I don't know. It's been so long.
0: Uh, if we have one, but we'll, we'll just say uh, I'll see you in two weeks.
1: Hey, hey, Jade. Hmm? <laughs> Do you want to dick my butt kiss? Sure.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, jokes. <laughs> Goodbye, everybody.
2: That's the worst way to end the podcast. <laughs>